You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, we made it to a Friday. A meat Friday at that. In case you're wondering, what's on the menu? Barbecue Minnesota Juicy Lucy's. Grilled peanut butter burgers. Grilled brisket burgers. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Wow. Thank you, Marv. Thank you. Juicy Lucy. I'm not familiar with Juicy Lucy's. I just know that Tyler, the moderator, has been uh, busy at work this morning. Yes, Paulie. Dan, they're very popular in Minnesota. When we were there for the Minnesota Super Bowl, I had three of them in the course of the week. Mm. Two hamburger patties, cold chunk of cheese in the middle, griddle it up. Everybody's a winner. Yes, Todd. Do we know if that's Skippy or Jif for the peanut butter? I was just Ooh. curious. I used to be a big Skippy guy, but in recent years, I went to Jif. I don't know why. Do you have bacon in your teeth? I did have a piece of bacon. <laughs> okay. I thought it was all swallowed by now. Yeah, I can but see it. But my saliva sound on top of the, uh, the bacon, you could see it in my teeth. I thought you could hear it. No, no, I could see it in your yeah, teeth. There's you candy bacon. bacon and regular bacon back there. So, and I snuck one in right before the show started and thought it was fully uh, cleaned out. But I walked by Todd, and Todd goes, uh, random thought. Orange Tic Tacs. Seriously, take your stock now. I don't know if they take it. You can buy IPO with Tic Tacs or whatever, but Orange Tic Tacs are, are the, very flavorful. Are those new? I think they've been out for a while. I think the Tic Tac brand has been out for a long time. It's not a new flavor. It's one of the basic flavors, but something about it. I just recently had an Orange Tic Tac, and then I had like seven Orange Tic Tacs. And the more you put in your mouth, obviously, the more flavor you get. Orange Tic Tacs, give it a shot. You have the diet of an 11-year-old. <laughs> it's do. very low-calorie, though. It's better than, you know, I'd rather have Orange Tic Tacs than some of the other stuff I eat. On behalf of 11-year-olds who eat decently, Dan, he's a bad diet of an 11-year-old. And if you don't do Orange Tic Tacs, sweet tarts. Sweet tarts, okay. Sweet tarts are nice. Yeah, all right. All right back uh, to you in the studio. Uh, super week on the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Link Soul Apparel, a lifestyle uh, brand for any occasion. We'll hear from Seton a little bit later on. Seton's got some uh, had some travel issues, and uh, we hope that he he was trying to get into El Paso, Texas, and there was an ice storm. A bridge was closed. He couldn't get in. And then I talked to him late last night. He said, I think we're driving all the way through to Phoenix, Arizona. And I said, he goes, uh, I, I swear, where are you going to sleep? He goes, I don't know. Me and the French kid may just uh, bunk in the, uh, in the Mercedes Sprinter van. I said, okay. Whoever gets this Sprinter van, wins this Sprinter van, it's going to be broken in. You know, they're, 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 uh, they're using everything that's in there, I believe, including the shower. Yeah, Paul. I'm told, and I have confirmation on this, at one point he was less than a mile from the Mexican border. <laughs> that's how far south they went to avoid the weather, and it didn't work out that well. But seriously, that's how far the south. Well, isn't there the scene in uh, the movie with Shawshank? Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, uh, Andy Dufresne when he uh, busts out of Shawshank, yeah. he takes his convertible down and he sends Red in prison a postcard from Fort Hancock, Texas. And then when Red gets out of prison on parole, he takes the Greyhound bus down to Fort Hancock, crosses into Mexico, and they start the old inn together. Seton and the French kid were in Fort Hancock. That's correct. Oh. And that's, I mean, you could, you could hit a golf ball to Mexico. Oh, all right. Well, we hope to uh, hear from Seton a little bit later on this morning. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Peter King will uh, join us coming up. The Jaguars have a new head coach. He is a, uh, he is a coach who uh, actually won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson. And I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, like 
is Doug Peterson going to be in the mix? He won a Super Bowl two years ago. And I thought, does Doug Peterson get another run? Does somebody hire somebody who actually won a Super Bowl? Had a couple other playoff appearances. And then we had the Carson Wentz getting benched, Jalen Hurts, you know, inserted in the starting lineup, and then Doug Peterson got fired after that season. I think they won four games. But Doug Peterson got the Jacksonville job. I thought Byron Leftwich of the Buccaneers was going to get that. But we'll talk to Peter King about that. Peter Schrager on loan from the NFL Network. And Tony Dungy will stop by as well. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. They're welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. You can watch this program for free. Download the app. And we say good morning to iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, radio affiliates around the country. Still coachless. Dolphins, Saints, Texans. I'm going to put the Vikings on there. I guess technically you'll say that there's still an opening. Kevin O'Connell, who's the offensive coordinator for the Rams, is expected to get that job. But, you know, there's a chance Byron Leftwich could get the Saints job or Byron Leftwich could be told by the Buccaneers and or Bruce Arians, hang here, you'll be the coach in waiting. I don't know how much longer Bruce is going to coach, but if you could have... A succession there where you bring in Byron Leftwich to take over for Bruce Arians, and maybe you keep him in the fold there. I think he's high on the list with the Saints. Uh, The Texans may be looking at Brian Flores. And the Dolphins, we don't know right now. There's a lot of things about the Dolphins we don't know right now. We'll talk to Peter King about that. So the Jags officially named Doug Peterson their next head coach. And then uh, we know what's happened for quite some time. That's an unstable franchise. You know, Trevor Lawrence was considered the next great quarterback prospect. That was last offseason. Man, that seems like a long time ago. And he struggled this year. But I don't know if anybody thought he was going to be lighting defenses up, certainly with that team. But this is a, a tandem that has potential because Peterson really did well with Carson Wentz and did well with Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. As for Lawrence... Urban Meyer was never going to be the right person for his development. Peterson could change that. And if you're the Jags and you have some time, I don't think Doug Peterson had any bargaining power, so you probably got him on the cheap. You bring him in, he can help your quarterback, who does need help, and maybe you can slowly start to rebuild something. It wasn't that long ago. They were in the AFC title game. But boy, does it feel like it was a long time ago. But, you know, Doug Peterson is the guy who goes for it on fourth down. He might have been the first of the analytics guys. Yeah, he got a lot of coverage for it his first year with the Eagles being that, you know, pushing the fourth and one thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's who they uh, have. By the way, Brian Flores came out with what he had to say. Now these teams have responded. Uh, the Giants deny what Brian Flores was saying. They, they said, look, we got a timeline here of when we were hiring Brian Dable But just because Bill Belichick said something doesn't mean that we're racist here. Now, look, the numbers don't lie. There's Mike Tomlin, and that's it. But if you're going to accuse these teams of being racist, and the same thing with the Broncos and John Elway, if he says, hey, John Elway looked disheveled, and I think he inferred that maybe he had been drinking the night before, and Elway said, you know why we looked disheveled? We flew in the middle of the night so we could go into Providence, Rhode Island to fit into Brian Flores' window so we could talk to him. I'm guessing if John Elway gets on a plane and flies in the middle of the night 
to fit into Brian Flores' window, he probably was interested in hiring Brian Flores. If not, you could send somebody else. But Elway said, look, he gave us a window. We had to fly in the middle of the night to meet with him on his time frame. Brian Flores thought, all right, Elway, these guys aren't taking this seriously. I don't know what their approach was, but if Elway is getting on the plane to fly to you, I'm guessing he's probably interested in you. If not, I'd send somebody else. But so you have teams that are kind of, you know, fighting back here with Brian Flores with his claims. Uh, The Cleveland Browns uh, talking about Hugh Jackson, where Hugh Jackson said, you know, I'm just kind of incentivized. They kept giving me a contract extension the more we kept losing. And I loved you know, I'm not a big Jimmy Haslam fan, the Browns owner, but I agree with him. Hey, I've taken, you know, the blame for us losing. Hugh Jackson has never taken any blame for the Browns being so bad. But Hugh Jackson said, hey, I kept getting contract extension, so I must have been doing a good thing. And look, they got Miles Garrett and they got Baker Mayfield. They were sort of tanking to, you know, keep getting these number one picks or these high picks. But some of these teams are... Fighting back. What is the poll question today, Fritzel? Okay, first choice is Brian Flores' high character and man of principle reputation will ultimately what? Help him or hurt him? A couple of guys in the back came to me after the show yesterday and pitched that, and I found that to be very interesting. You can make the argument both ways. What's going to happen with his uh, future? All right, what else do you have? If you had a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, who would you take? Wife or girlfriend? Brother, sister, or other relative? Best friend? Favorite co-worker Wait, or business partner? do I have a wife and a girlfriend? It would be wife or girlfriend. Oh, okay. You could have a wife and a girlfriend, but that's... Uh, oh, okay. We were just talking about being a man of principle oh, and high morals. Oh, okay, I just... But it's fair. That's fair to, uh, <laughs> to cl- clarify. Favorite co-worker or business partner, or I'd sell the ticket. Those are your choices for if you had a pair of tickets, uh, and you were going to use one of those two. All right. Yeah, Paul. This is a very tough question, because there's so many variables. Does your wife like sports? Is she a fan of your team because you like the team, or does she have a, her own team? Are your kids old enough to appreciate it? Is there a bro you have from, like, let's say the Bears made the Super Bowl? Uh, I hit the rim shot myself. <laughs> I, I think I would call an old bro from Chicago who's never gotten to go to the Super Bowl. But that's what makes it so mysterious. There's no further explanation other than just the words themselves. I, and I actually had this situation once. I was given by one of our corporate people a, a single ticket to the last Broncos Super Bowl, and I offered to give it to Todd, and he told me no, which is really weird. Yeah. Yes, Todd. I told him, no, shove it. But that was, I was just in a bad mood that day. I didn't have my orange tic tacs. I was grouchy. And then one other one, which I thought would be fun, and then we can decide what we want to go with. Would you accept extra money from your boss to intentionally do a bad job? Has a little something to do with the Flores Ross situation. Absolutely. I can live with myself. Of course. I'm not particularly good at my job anyway. Or, no way. I have my morals and principles. You took money yesterday. I did take money yesterday. I had one guest. Yeah. I wasn't particularly funny. I did think you, I had a look-in, which wasn't that great. Did you Did you tank yesterday? I may have, because the look-in I stole from Twitter. Yeah. And I tried for some other guests. They kind of didn't work out. But, you know, it's scoreboard. It doesn't matter how close you came to the other guests. We had one. So you tanked yesterday to make yourself look better today? Yeah, Paul. Possibly. We are in the midst of Friday pre-Super oh, Bowl trip. God. A good week of guests already set Fritzy. Which and there's is... bacon and burgers out there, too, on top of that. Uh, boy. I just need you. you got to pace yourself. I will. Okay. I get a little crazy. It's like talking fast. Paulie turns around and gives once me the a, once stop a, sign. See what you're doing? He's doing it right now. He's half and half. Half. 
and then half of that. I used to get really upset by that, but then I understand he's a control freak, he's a producer, and I, know, I ramble. I'm telling and you, you got to reel it back. I, in. Todd, I'm the one saying. I know that half and half, um, not Paulie. I know you're kind of piling on me in an understandable way. You you say what you say. No, no, I'm not Paulie piling. Yeah. I get a little hyper, I do. I got to calm I, down. I, I, I don't I, drink coffee or anything, just a Tic Tac. I'm saying it, Dan's saying it, and I think America's saying it. Slow down. Did you like the poll questions? Did you like any of those? They're okay. I was going to start with the first one, with the, uh, the floor is help him or hurt him. Or we could do the wife-girlfriend, yeah, who you're going to give the ticket to. Yeah, but, yeah. Just, I was going to save that till closer to the Super Bowl, but I, for some reason, I, it's a Friday and it's a full week before the game. You need time to make a decision on who you're going to give the ticket to. We'll do that one, if you had a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. And now I'm going to uh, take a deep breath, and it's back to you in the studio. Paulie, see if McLovin wants to come back. <laughs> so mean to say. See that. if he wants to come back. I'll bring him up. Yeah. All right. I got to get out of my shell. I get shy sometimes with you guys. I know. I'm going to take a break, okay? Yeah, you're a little tired now. You seem a little exhausted. I, I, Dan, you're coming back, though, because I do need you for two and a half more. Oh. Please. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, Peter King will join us coming up. Long, you're fine. You're taking the M drive thing. Nothing I can say or how fast they say it. Long drive. Long, long, long day. Long <laughs> day. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. I was watching Pebble Beach Pro-Am yesterday. Wanted to be out there with my Callaway clubs, Chrome Soft Golf Balls, Chrome Soft X. They also have Chrome Soft XLS. There's a Chrome Soft for you. And it's a great tour ball, the best tour ball, but it's not just for the better players. It makes everyone better. Men, women, first timers, major winners, repeat major winners, club champs, business golfers, a guy like Darius Rucker, Bill Murray, who I watched yesterday. Chrome Soft, that's the regular Chrome Soft designed for the widest range of golfers who want to feel, you know, around the greens, touch, more distance, incredible forgiveness. Chrome Soft is enhanced with precision technology. They thought of everything. Callaway's got so many great clubs, so many great uh, items that, you know, everything that you need. And you can go to their website, uh, CallawayGolf.com. More about the Chrome Soft. Chrome Soft, it's the right golf ball for you. CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond as Seton and the French Kid are proving from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Before we get to uh, Peter King, I want to bring back something. It was a month ago today. We had Rick Stroud on of the Tampa Bay Times. And towards the end of the interview... I just had a throwaway question because nobody had talked about this. And I thought, you know what? Let me ask this question to Rick Stroud, who covers the Buccaneers. It's assumed that he's Brady is back next year in Tampa, correct? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's under contract, right? He, he did this thing, but he can get out of it. It's, there's not like a, a ton of cap you know, penalties if he doesn't play. Um, two things will decide it. And, and one is, how does he feel health-wise? And he said, unless he suffers some injury, um, he thinks he can play till he's 50. 
the biggest thing is just his family. You know, what? and Giselle says every year, have you had enough? And But the reality is, is that he's got three kids now that are of the age where they're doing things, um, you know, outside of the, of the home, and, and they have sacrificed a lot for him. But I can't see him playing more than one more year, Dan. I think 45, for whatever reason, seems to be a weird number that's stuck in his head. Um, does he walk away if they win? And, 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 but he could win three in a row, and no one's done that. Um, does, if they get to the championship and he thinks they can win again next year, does he, it's, hard to, it's hard to really fathom. But, like, I know this about the greatest players in sport, they seem to be the ones that don't know when to leave the party, yeah. right? Like the vacuum cleaners are going, the lights are on. They're still there, man. They're still at the bar. So I, I don't know what, what Tom Brady will do, but I, I think he'll be back next year. Super Week on the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by M-Drive. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Let's bring in Peter King, Football Morning in America columnist, contributor to NBC Sports. If I would have told you a month ago Tom Brady was retiring, what would you have said, Pete? I'm surprised because I didn't see this until the drum beat started. I didn't see it coming. I thought he was going to keep playing. I think he has managed to uh, basically bifurcate his two lives, and he's done it very, very well. But I do think, Dan, it was me in, I think, when Tom Brady was 34, maybe 33, who he told, I want to play till I'm 45. And uh, I remember it very, very clearly because I I walked away from him that day thinking, uh, I think he's crazy. I just don't think. And really, part of his legacy is that he's made it possible in a game where the conditions for quarterbacks are monumentally easier than they were two generations ago. Uh, He's also made it very possible for people to think, I can play until I'm in my mid-40s because you're just not getting beaten up. You just have to dedicate your whole life to doing it, how you eat, how you drink, what you don't drink, what you don't eat, and and how you train. Um, But I do think it's easy to say something at 34, and then at 44, your life is different. Did you ever think that you would say, you know what? I'm going to turn down this contract from ESPN to be the biggest person in the worldwide leader of sports. I'm not going to do this anymore. You're out of your, you know, eight years earlier, that Dan Patrick would have said, are you out of your mind? And so you just, life changes and his life has changed. And there's one other thing, Dan, don't you also think that at some point, Not that you get tired of doing this, but you say, really, what more can I do? Seven Super Bowls, great. I just had one of my greatest years at age 44. Could I do this? Yes. Do I want to do this? I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, and the standard is so high that the bottom line is winning Super Bowls. And, you know, for Tom, it's either Super Bowl or bust. Whereas other people in all walks of life, you know, we don't have that, hey, if I don't win a sports Emmy, uh, or I've won enough, then I can retire. Tom always wanted to be about winning Super Bowls. I was yeah. also curious with you being a Hall of Fame voter, how many Hall of Fame careers does Tom Brady have? I saw that his career was separated into three seven-year uh, windows and that you know he could have made the Hall of Fame for any or all of those seven-year windows. I don't know. I think clearly... 
you could have cut his career in half. Yeah. And both of those careers would have been Hall of Fame careers because one would have had three Super Bowl titles and the other one would have had four. And, you know, so obviously I think both of those, he could have made it. But, you know, it's a fun exercise, but it's not really reality. I talked to a former TV exec last night and I said, what would Tom Brady, what, what would it cost to bring him in as an analyst? Amazon, if they want to bring him in on Thursday night. I, and I don't know if Brady wants to do this, but um, can you see Brady having anything to do with the game when he's, you know, now that he's done? Could he be an analyst in your opinion or would he want to be? I mean, personally, I have no idea what he's going to do. Have not talked to him, nothing, since this announcement. It would surprise me if he would want to do that, Dan. And the biggest reason is that, you know, it's like I had a conversation with Sean Payton last week about this. Sean Payton really wants to put his, you know, dip his toe into the TV waters. And I said, you know, the best ones kind of piss people off, you know, sometimes that, you know, they're not afraid to say anything. And he goes, Oh, I know, I know. And, and look, I'm not saying Brady could do whatever he wanted to do if he put his mind to it, but does Tom Brady want to go on TV and say, what a dumb throw by Matthew Stafford or, or I, and I don't, there's different ways to be critical Mm -hmm. of people too, but I think, Tom Brady wants to be excellent at whatever he does. And he's proving that with sort of his forays into like religion of sport with Gotham Chopra uh, and, and to some of these clothing stuff that he's getting into now. He wants to be big time. He wants to be the best. To devote yourself to be good at TV. I know that everybody is going to listen to that and think, oh, that's a pile of crap. Ask football players who go into TV about how hard TV is, not just how hard being on TV, how hard it is to be great being on TV, because there aren't many of those. That's Jason Witten. How about Brady and Gronk doing their version of the Manning cast? (laughs) If the Mannings buy the Broncos or part of the ownership there, now I got my... Brady cast with with him and Gronk. Problem uh, solved. It'd, it'd probably be hilarious, but I have a feeling there would be more drinking on that uh, on that cast. I, I'm all in. Uh, I'm you know, I, yeah, yeah. I'm all There'd in. There'd be more drinking than there is on the Manning cast. <laughs> Although I'm not sure what there is in those tumblers that they're using on the Manning cast. <laughs> He's Peter King. Uh, his column, Football Morning in America, joining us on the program. Uh, let's get to Brian Flores with. He had his opening statements. Teams have responded. Elway responded. The Giants responded. Stephen Ross responded. What's next? Well, did you ever think that John Elway, the New York Giants, or Stephen Ross would say, yep, he's right. We did all those things. Of course, they're going to deny it. And maybe they're all correct. I, I, we don't know. We don't know anything. I think what's next is going to be a long period of A, uh, the lawyers for Brian Flores trying to get more um, black coaching, minority coaching candidates involved in this suit because it would just strengthen their case. But, you know, as Mike Florio points out, we were on TV a couple of times this week, Dan. 
um, as he points out, the NFL is going to do everything humanly possible to make sure that this case will stay as it is mandated in Brian Flory's coaching contract with the Miami Dolphins. And that says that if you have any uh, uh, any any uh, dispute with a team, with management, with anybody, it is going to be adjudicated uh, in arbitration. And Roger Goodell is the ultimate arbiter and can either appoint who's going to hear the case or whatever. So the NFL does not like airing its dirty laundry. Ask the people of St. Louis. They wanted their pound of flesh and instead got $790 million. But, you know, their own, the NFL owners never had to appear in court to address, you know, the, uh, the complaints that St. Louis had. And so I think the NFL will try every way that is possible to make sure that this never, uh, that nobody ever has to be, uh, you know, nobody ever has to appear in court um, or that Bill Belichick doesn't have to go under the hot lights of a deposition. And so I think that is what is next, sort of jousting to see what the venue for this is. Well, the commissioner does his State of the Union address at the Super Bowl. Is he going to still do that, do you think? And does he take questions? I'm sure he'll do it. And I believe he will take questions. And he'll get, he'll get asked a lot of questions about the Flurry suit, about the Washington football team and uh, the renewed charges against Dan Snyder. It still absolutely boggles my mind that, you know, as one of the attorneys in the case said yesterday, why is it that there's a 200-page report on some possibly, possibly deflated footballs and there's zero page <laughs> report on uh, the Washington football team? And it's a great, great question. Um, so he's going to get questions on all that stuff, assuming and I'm assuming I mean, he answered questions last year. I'm assuming he's going to answer questions this year. And I wonder, does the commissioner ask for Stephen Ross's cell phone? Um I, I mean, obviously he should or, or, you know, he should. Listen, Roger Goodell needs to uh, for the good of the game and uh, for the good of the integrity of the game. He needs to investigate this absolutely thoroughly. And the way you do this is with an independent investigator. Um, that's how you investigate the Stephen Ross story. Because any other way, if it's headed by Jeff Pash, you know, you're never, you're never going to really feel good about the results of it. So in my opinion, I think that that has to be, that's the only way that Roger Goodell can uh, answer questions, you know, with impunity about what actually, what did really happen in Miami. I just saw this. Jim Harbaugh has told the Detroit Free Press, Mitch Album, he is done chasing NFL jobs. I mean, we'll see what happens. Tom Brady said, I'm playing till I'm 45. I mean, we'll see what happens, Dan. Um, when you say you're done chasing NFL jobs, you know, what if Mark Murphy and the Green Bay Packers come to him in two <laughs> years and say, we'll give you X, Y, and Z to come coach our team? Was he chasing that job? No. And look, I don't really know Jim Harbaugh, so I can't tell you 
what that is. But Dan, when a guy returns after a national signing day, uh, spending a day with an NFL team, and then when he comes back to his other team and he says, hey, I'm back, everybody. <laughs> what, what is everybody supposed to be supposed to believe that he'll never look at another NFL job? I doubt it. I mean, you know, and for him to tell anybody that I'm done chasing it, well, maybe he is. That doesn't mean the, the real statement will be I will never coach in the NFL again. That's the real statement. Or I, I'm, I'm not going to be a candidate for any more NFL jobs, you know, write it in stone. And otherwise, that really doesn't mean very much to me. If the MVP vote was taken after the Super Bowl, the whole season, who would win? Well, you got to tell me who wins the Super Bowl. It, if let's the Bengals say win. If, if the Bengals win, would Joe Burrow be the MVP? If you if you base it on the entire season, I vote for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, my final three was Aaron Rodgers, who I voted for, Tom Brady, and Joe Burrow. Okay, and obviously, if you include the playoffs, I'd vote Burrow because how in the world can the Cincinnati Bengals, this fifty-four-year-old franchise, you know, that everybody thought at the beginning of the year was in the bottom ten? Everybody thought at the beginning of the year was in the bottom 10. And then they win the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow playing lights out in many of those games. It's got to be Burrow. How important is winning the Super Bowl for L.A. to establish a fan base? I think it would really help them. Um, Having said that, Dan, I was at the NFC Championship game, and I thought what happened there was really good for football. Honestly, I'm sure that there were some Rams executives who were doing the Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, oh, what's going on here? And they're and they're unhappy with it. But that place was as loud a football stadium for both sides. It was a weird, weird crowd because the decibel level was at 105 when the 49ers had the ball. And it was at 105 or 110 when the Rams had the ball. It was fantastic. It was almost like a European soccer crowd in some ways. It just never stopped Hmm. the whole day. I thought it was great. And look, everybody has said that, oh, the Rams and the Chargers, they need to establish their own fan base. I guess that that's true. But really, what's wrong with 20,000 fans of pick a team? The Green Bay Packers or the the Chicago Bears or, or whoever coming in and play and, and coming into your stadium and providing a loud uh, antidote or, or whatever to the other side. There's nothing wrong in that with that. We've, we've got it in our heads that that's faulty, that that's wrong. But why is it? Why can't there be fans from both teams? Wouldn't, you know, if, if you're the Minnesota Vikings and you've got a game in LA against the Rams or Chargers in December, I mean, why wouldn't you want all of the fans, you know, 20,000 people from Minneapolis, St. Paul and the whole area to come in? Isn't that good for business? Isn't it good for the economy in L.A.? Pete, great stuff as always and uh, safe travels to L.A. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Dan. Take care. Peter King, Football Morning in America columnist. couple of phone calls here. we got our play of the day coming up. George in Alabama leads us off. Hi, George. What's on your mind today? 
Hi, Dan. So I got a conspiracy theory for you that I don't think anybody's talked about. All right. So, so if you look at this whole Florida situation uh, with Brian Dayball getting the wrong text message, or uh, Florida's getting the wrong text message, who's at the middle of it? Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. All right. Who was tampering with Tom Brady with Brian Flores? The Dolphins, a conference, a conference opponent. So I think that this might be. Belichick being a, you know, sort of mad scientist, you know, poking, poking fun at the league. He's already got a vendetta with Goodell. This is creating bad PR. So I think this needs to be talked about. George, 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 I I love a good conspiracy theory, and, and thanks for the phone call. I just think Belichick is not good with social media. Like, leave it to him to have two Bryans in there and he's not sure which one he texts. You know, he probably had those meaty thumbs there, and he's like, <laughs> B-R-I-A-N. Hey, congratulations on the job. Uh, what job, coach? The Giants. Yeah, I'm here, and you're their guy. Uh, do you mean to text me or Brian Dable? Uh, what? I, I don't think Bill... I don't think Bill sits around going, how do I get back at everybody? I mean, we've all done that where you send a text and then like I have uh, Jason Jackson who covers the Miami Heat and then I have Mark Jackson. Well, I've text Mark Jackson when I was going to text Jason Jackson and their sense of humors are different. So when I sent something to Mark Jackson, he's like, uh, <laughs> this meant for me? And I went, nope. Nope, it's not. Meant to send it to Jason Jackson. Yes, Todd. But still, that makes more sense because you have things alphabetical by last name. It's weird to get first names wrong that you sent it to one Brian instead of another Brian. That's, that's just a bad technical mistake. I don't yeah, know how that I happens. think he's got, doesn't Belichick have a son, Brian? He might have three Brians in there. I, I, don't, I don't think that he was doing this in a nefarious way. Yes, Paul. In my early days as a texter, when I first got a cell phone that had textability, I was single. And I text one girl to meet me out in New York City at a bar. Mm. And I thought it didn't go through. I'm like, I, well, I didn't get a response. And, and I resent it mm. to the other girl mm. that I was hanging out with at the time. They both showed up. <laughs> they both showed up to the bar. And I had a buddy with me. And I was like playing zone defense for about an hour and a half. Huh? And uh, it didn't work out very well. Look at you being a they, player. They, well... A playa. I left alone. Let's put it that way. A playa. All right, let's take a break. Playa of the day. Is that, see what I did with that time? Yeah, I saw okay. it. Calm, you got to calm down. You're a little hyper. Okay, my bad. My <laughs> bad. Play of the day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. 
this out. Ten seconds left as Jackson moves it across from right to left. Jackson, a screen for his left from Terrence Mann. is doubled. He spins. He puts it up. He bakes it in. Richie Jackson down the left alley. 4.1 seconds remaining. Davis at midcourt. Left to right. Davis with one second left. Floats it up. In and out. And the Clippers survive. A battle for L.A. for the ages. That's courtesy of AM570 LA Sports, the Clippers Radio Network. There were four lead changes in the final 30 seconds of the Clippers win over the Lakers. That's our play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by Simply Safe. I'm a big fan of the new wireless outdoor cameras they have. Let you see what's happening outside right from your phone so you always know who's there. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. Some of the quotes that Jim Harbaugh gave to the Detroit Free Press, he was talking to Mitch Album, and uh, he said this was a one-time thing. He said that uh, if the Vikings were 100% con- uh, convinced that they wanted me, and I was 100% conviction on this, then it was something he was going to do. But he said it was a one-time only thing. Winning the Super Bowl is important, but also winning a national championship is pretty darn great as well. Let's do that. There was a poll to the NFL because I got close to the Super Bowl, but this was the time to return, and it's the last time. Now let's go chase college football's greatest prize. So. Jim Harbaugh says it was a one-time only, a one-timer with uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Paul? He was saying in there, if they offered him the job, he was taking it. Yes. That's interesting. Most guys don't say that. Yeah. But they didn't offer him the job. And as I said yesterday, Jim might have gone in there and said, uh, hey, I'm here. Hello. And they probably went, uh, great. You're one of the candidates. Tell us, how do you make the Minnesota Vikings better? And then nine hours later... When he got back on that plane, he probably thought, I don't know if they're all in with me, and I don't know if I'm all in with them, but they didn't offer him the job. All right, some phone calls here. Uh, Andrew in Washington leads us off. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Hey, just, uh, you know, following up after yesterday's two two twenty two stat of the day, just wanted to thank Spritzy for jumping in. Mm. That's always a plus. Mm. Um, appreciate his help in, in getting those. Now, there's a big week coming up for Fritz. I don't know how he deals with this a whole week. I don't know. Uh, come up to 2022, there's going to be a whole week, actually eight days, I believe, this month, of palindromes. Everything's going to be 2-2, a number, and then 2-2 for a whole week. So I hope he can survive that scary week coming up. All right. Um, but also just wanted to give a shout-out to Marvin. Marvin, great job this week. Not easy what they do. This show's great. They do a great job. Great job sitting in. And also, Polly, thanks for all the help you've been giving them. You can definitely see it on Peacock. So have a safe trip, guys. Have a Super Bowl week to remember. Great. Uh, keep doing a great job. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, Polly. Did you see my face when he said a, what a palindrome was? I, I've never been more. It's like my algebra class freshman year. I thought a palindrome was like what was a bicycle arenas in the Olympics. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I looked it up. Palindrome is a word or a phrase or a sentence that reads the same backward as forward. Yeah. Madam, nurses, run. Auto. Yeah. O-T-T-O. I totally thought a palindrome was something. Yes, yes, Tom. I thought it was a special kind of drone where it flies around and takes pictures in space and all over. You knew what it was. I kind of knew what it was. Yeah. I was trying to make a drone palindrome joke. It, didn't, it kind of fell flat for a change. For a change? Okay. Wow. All right. 
Getting a little cocky here. <laughs> I was being facetious. Oh, you were. Uh, how about a career salary? I was thinking Ben Roethlisberger. Career salary game. Yeah, we could do that. Give me some music, Marv. Marv on the ones salary, and twos. <laughs> salary, 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 salary. Does sound like they're singing celery instead of salary. All right, whatever. Career celery game with Ben Roethlisberger, Pauling. His first year out of Miami, Ohio, he was paid $230,000, and his signing bonus was $600,000. Hmm. Fast forward to uh, 2019, his salary is only $2.5 million, hmm. but his signing bonus was um, $37,500,000, Dan. Nice. Career salary, nice. everything in the books. I got the exact number for Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Todd, you go first. Two hundred and twenty-one million. All right, two hundred twenty-one. Solid guess, Marvin. You got a guess? Two hundred and twelve million. Mm, less solid. Okay, I'm going to go two forty-one five. You win, Dan. Two hundred sixty-seven million two hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. Mm, I like that. Wow. So does Ben. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's code PATRICK at DraftKings Sportsbook. Jeff and SoCal, squeeze you in here. Jeff, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Dan. Thanks for having me. Second time, long time. Got a uh, NFL question for you and an NBA poll to hopefully help Fritzy out today. Okay. Uh, NBA NFL question for you. If uh, if all the accusations for Stephen Ross do ultimately come to fruition, uh, do you think it's perfect timing and an opportunity for Tom Brady to get into NFL ownership? I don't think so, but I don't know what Tom's end game is. Um, you know, as Peter King says, we we just don't know. If I'm Amazon and I'm doing Thursday night football, I'm going to have Al Michaels. I make a run at Tom Brady. I mean, I have to at least call him. And you're going to have to pay more than CBS is paying Tony Romo. So let's say you just say to Brady, how's $25 million a year? And just see if you get his peak his interest there. No? They have the money, let's put it that way. <laughs> I don't know if Tom wants to do something like that. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Meet Friday. Tony Dungy a little later on, and Peter Schrager from the NFL Network stopping by as well. But wait, there's one more item as we close out the first hour. M-Drive, losing weight. You want more energy, increasing lean muscle when it comes to health and fitness. We all have different goals, but whatever your goals are, if you want to compete as you get older, you got to create healthy habits that work for you. A New Year's resolution, something that really small that can change your daily routine like eating right, regular exercise, and taking M-Drive, the daily supplement for driven guys packed with clinically tested ingredients that supports healthy testosterone levels and boost energy so you can compete all year long, no matter what your age is. MDriveDan.com, get it delivered right to your door. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Also, you'll find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. You need healthy habits to stay in the game and achieve your goals. M-Drive is one habit that you 
want to stay with. Gives you T-support, energy, strength, stamina to fuel your performance every day. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive and go to mdrivedan.com today.